Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. Welcome back to the final cast. I'm your host, Josh. And I'm Brad. We're here tonight to talk about some recent purchases Brad and I bought during the shopping experience known as Cyber Monday and all the other days. And Black Friday. Yeah, Brad. So, um, I got two new high-end rods. The most expensive rods I've bought to date. Um, well, for what they're worth, m- most expensive. Uh, um, I spend much more than what I have before on rods. Um, I kind of have a limit. And it's about $150 per rod. Um, these rods, though, are normally about $300. And I got up for one fifty a piece, so Dang, buy what, one get one free basically. What model? I got Fenwick's, uh, oh. the Fenwick World Class. It's their highest, I think, their highest end reel that they make. Um, I'm a big Fenwick guy. I have been not for any really particular reason, except for it's just what I picked and started buying them once I kind of got more into fishing. So I have just stuck with them. Um, I've t- we've talked about it before. The reason why I buy those um, Fenwicks, especially the Silverhawk ones from Cabela's, because they go on sale and they're like, it's like a $100 rod. And sometimes they have them as low as like $80 or I've even seen them at 70 So this time I treated myself to some um, pricey rod. And I did it in for an attempt to kind of see if there's a, a huge difference. You know, uh, a lot of people talk about, you know, when you start getting up there and like, you know, your St. Croix and G. Loomis type of rods and, you know, those real high dollar ones that um, it's a big difference, you know, but I'm not completely sold on that. So we'll see. Yeah, but they look nice. Let me grab one. My uh, my Fenwick rods I have are nice. I got the HMGs or I I got one HMG actually, but. Yeah, I like that rod a lot. It's nice. Here we Kinda go. Look, yeah. yeah, it looks similar to mine a little bit. Yeah. That has a I cool mean, little it, design on it. Yeah. 
So it's a, it's got the nice like true core candles on it. Yeah. Um, I bought a seven three medium heavy fast action, and then I bought a seven eight heavy fast action. Um, the what are you going uh, to use on the heavy? It'll be a flipping pitching. Okay, that's cool. You know what I mean? Kind of. I, I wanted to. I had tried kind of doing it with the seven foot heavy, and yeah. it works. But I think I could get a little bit more accuracy by adding the length, which is kind of opposite what you usually think. Usually when you're casting, like when you're casting distance, right? They always say the longer the rod, the further you're going to be able to cast, uh, but the least accurate you'll be. And then with like a shorter rod, you're going to lose distance, but you're going to gain accuracy. But when you're just flipping and pitching... I think that the extra rod length is going to help me reach my target. Um, and it's going to kind of help. Yeah. It's going to help. actually kind of be, I, I would, I, I'm not hundred percent sure about that. Maybe somebody can chime in, maybe comment, um, on our show post and let us know. I'm, I'm by no means an expert or anything, you know, like you, the YouTube expert over there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> I I just make uh, videos and it just. I know, dude. Out. That dude totally called you out. That was pretty funny. So. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about that yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, Shout yeah, out to that kinda, dude, cause... yeah. Shout that dude, because yeah, that dude, the the not Nazi. It's what I would call him. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That's funny. Dude, it's really hard keeping these things down here in this room. I believe it. I was gonna say. Uh, I remember the first time I went from like a six, six medium rod to uh, over a seven foot, like medium heavy and trying to cast that for the first time, dude, I was all over the place and all in trees. It's crazy, man. (laughs) It's it's, funny. It's tough to get used to at first. Yeah. Like, so I, you know, you and I river fish and I river fished for a long time on foot, you know, waiting. And I literally just always carried one rod. Yeah, uh, spinning setup. I think it was six. I started out six six and went to six nine. Yeah. Um, Me too. And I stayed there, and I didn't start buying seven foot rods until I started buying casting stuff. And I, um, I spent the year in the kayak and didn't wade fish nearly as much. Um, the year that I started getting into throwing casting, um, but I kind of made it a point not to throw the spinning rod and throw casting only. Everybody's always like, you know, practice is going to make, you know, make you much better at it. It's funny. Cause I cannot barely throw my spinning setup in now because of yeah. it. So, um, I literally will only throw my spinning setup if it's an absolute must where I'm throwing super lightweight stuff and I'm not like, I can't cast it with any sort of accuracy it seems to be right now um i don't know why it's just weird like i'm not letting go of the line properly and it's just it's it's awkward man but it's funny because i was super awesome with one dude like i was so accurate and i could cast them a mile and but now it's like starting all over it's kind of funny but yeah you um, gotta get used to it man it's definitely a learning curve to using those longer rods seven three is my longest yeah, I just wanted a. I saw it on there. It was there was another heavy action. I think it was seven three, um, and I was like, you know what? I got a medium 
a medium heavy seven foot. I bought a seven three and with this whole deal and then the seven eight. And so I'll put like more of a kind of a heavy duty, higher speed kind of reel, like, you know, like yeah. a seven five, maybe to one or an eight, I think on it eventually. I got to see what I have. Um, I need to kind of switch my stuff around. I didn't really used to pay attention to gear ratios too much until I started throwing jigs this year. Same. and it's made it makes a big difference so you know you need to you need a higher higher speed reel to gather that line up and mm-hmm. when you get jig bites so um and so that, that i overall heavy, huh i was gonna ask if that medium heavy you're gonna throw uh, jig master jigs on it um probably yeah uh i think or i might use it as like a texas rig type yeah. of deal something i'm gonna cast some distance so yeah. if i'm uh i don't know we'll see um one thing i like to do a lot of times and this is with a lot of baits i don't like being super super close to where i'm fishing sometimes i just i feel like i'm i move around too much i feel like i make too much noise and so uh even when i'm th- sometimes like throwing jigs and stuff i know it's like a good idea to get up in there and throw into that cover and be kind of close but sometimes i like to kind of be backed off of it um it does make it a little difficult a lot of times to come through cover you know when you're that far away because of the angle that you're pulling your line but um so i don't know we'll see i'm gonna toy around with it see if i I could kind of refine some things about throwing jigs um because i really I, i fell in love with it this year especially after after finding uh the jig masters you know unique head design and the stuff that cody went over with us and you know and uh, it's um they're they're fun to throw so but um just my overall opinion so far i haven't used a rod obviously yet um but they are you know nice lightweight rods um they're sharp they're kind of a either like a dark matte gray or kind of a black color with like a turquoise um what is that those wraps that colored wrap stuff that they put on there yeah that that's what i was saying looked cool when you uh held it up to camera yeah so they're one piece rods i don't really throw two piece rods anymore i just got frustrated with them kind of coming loose so um <laughs> I so, uh, they got four candles they've got so I've never really heard of any, this before. So somebody might chime in and talk about it, but they have, I am in the worst possible spot to be doing this. <laughs> it's killing me, dude. All I'm doing plus, is hitting the, plus the, I was about the, to say your hat bill smacked the mic. I, I know, I'm hitting everything like, so it has, let me see. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. It has a three M Powerlux composite 500. Yeah. So I, it's think supposed to be... I think Go that's ahead. starting to become more popular with brands because Abu Garcia has started doing that with the uh, Veracity rod that they have. 3M. Yeah, I guess it has something to do with like ab- like absorbing the shock throughout the rod. Yeah. Uh, or like evenly dispersing it or something weird when I was reading it. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see if um, if I'm really interested to see if like a true bite how much different it feels in comparison with um, what I've been throwing now, which was the seven foot elite tech Fenwick rod. Yeah. And medium heavy. So do, do those uh, world-class ones have micro guides? Yes. 
Is they the, don't have the like not the American tactical no, style. No, just regular that, micro. Yeah, yeah, micro, yeah. Micro yeah. Is that the first rod that. you've had that has them? Yeah. Oh, you're you're gonna love it, dude. I love micro guides. Yeah, I don't think I've ever thrown one either. So. <laughs> yeah, it, you definitely see the difference in casting. That's for sure. I'm kind of excited also because you would kind of think that having micro guides make it a little less snaggable in the trees when we're on the rivers. Uh, you know I what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I, I just don't, I, I can't really tell you yes or no on that. I've never paid attention. <laughs> yeah. You should, uh, we'll look at our rods one day and you'll look at the difference in the guides and how they're built and how they're, how they're on like mounted onto the, the rod itself. Yeah. And there's not not nearly as snag snaggy as it looks like what you would normally see. So, um, but all right, that's enough about my rods. So once you talk about your new little setup that you got, your little combo deal you put together. Yeah, I, I don't really remember the specs on the the rod. Why don't you go it, get it. Uh, well, I could, but then you there's be a lot of blank space here when we're talking. <laughs> Is uh, your wife or brother there? Can they go grab it for you? Uh, no, she wouldn't know which one, but I, I think <laughs> I remember SLX on it, right? <laughs> it's what did it say SLX on it? Oh, no, that's the real, yeah, I know, I know the real specs, I didn't know the rod. The rod, <clears throat> so I went Black Friday shopping. Actually, Thanksgiving evening after everybody left home because Field and Stream was having a huge uh, sale. I don't even remember like what it was. It might have been like 25% off everything or something stupid. I can't remember. But went in there Thanksgiving evening. There was nobody in the store, so it was nice. I was in and out 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> had, this eye, had my eye on this uh, rod and this reel. Went in, grabbed the. Uh, how do you how do you pronounce? Is it Daiwa? Yeah, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, I got yeah. the Tatula. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> the Tatula rod. I think it's the S S X. You just pronounce it every one, man. X forty five. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the Tatula rod. T A T U L A. Right. Seven foot three, I think. That's what I don't remember. But I do remember it's a medium heavy, and I got got it for specifically throwing jig masters next year. I'm going to force myself to throw some football jigs and uh, learn how to fish ledges deep. So that is the reason why I went with that rod. Uh, another reason I went with this rod was because it's super light. I picked this thing up, and I'm like, like the balance of it without the reel, I'm, it's incredible. I I I don't have a rod that feels like that at all. And I'm just sitting here holding it. I'm like, this has to be like an ounce heavy. It doesn't feel right. it doesn't feel like it has any weight to it at all. It's crazy. So that that kind of had me sold on it. Um throwing something heavy like a football jig, half ounce to three quarter. I figure like, you know, a, a light rod would be a little bit easier on my hand than my wrist, you know, while working it. So, right. Um, I paired that rod with uh, Shimano SLX. Uh, let me see, seven point two to one gear ratio, I think. And then, yeah, I, I put that on there. I felt it. I was like, 
you know, wiggling it back and forth inside the store. I, I, I came home a couple weeks before and I was just like, man, I, I really like that rod and that reel. I have to go back and get it. So when they had that sale, I, I just, I went out there and got it because I mean, I got a good deal on it, but yeah, that SLX reel is a lot different than anything I've ever used. You know, on like I've, I've used lose for so, so long, you know how they have that little, uh, dial on the other side, you have the uh, brake and then the other dial. Mm -hmm. Uh, this SLX does not have that. It has, it has a plate that opens and then it has these buttons I think there's five or six. I can't remember exactly. The little pins. Yeah, they're little pins. You push them up or push push them. I think you push them down to engage them and then up mm-hmm. if you don't want to engage them. And that's the break, I'm guessing. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm, it's what it is. Yeah, okay. you're totally right in it. So you'll want to, because you've been throwing yeah. a baitcaster for a while, you're going to only want to run like half of those pins probably. Yeah, uh-huh. I, that's usually what they say. When you first start out, they'll tell you to engage all of them. It'll kind of help c- cut back on your backlashes. Yeah. But as you start to gain confidence and distance and stuff, um, like you can, like you know, un, you know, release one of the pin at a time if you want, or something like that. You know, whatever, whatever anybody's comfortable with. But yeah, since you've already been throwing it, um, you probably only need to. If there's like five of them, probably two of them. Something like yeah. that. So I, I think there's six, but uh, I've never messed with a Shimano reel. So like my first experience with a bait caster was a lose. So yeah. when I saw that at the store, I was like, what the heck is this? I, I didn't know, you know, I'm, I'm still, yeah. I'm fairly new to bait caster. I've been using them for a few years, uh, two or three years, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I brought that thing back home. I engaged, uh, started off with three of them. I engaged it. I mm-hmm. cast it, cast uh, from one side of the yard all the way over to the other side of my neighbor's yard with that thing. So that rod and reel combo already bombs baits further than my lose combos that I have. And I yeah. was, it blew me away. I was like, holy crap. So I, I feel like this is going to be like a go to combo for me next year dude and it's uh, i'm excited i mean it's super light like i i want you to come over and hold this thing it's so light (laughs) you'll be like holy crap dude this is crazy it's it's probably yeah it's it's it makes a world of difference that's how it kind of was when i bought that um the lose magnesium one that lightweight one and i had to pair it on that uh that lose rod before we broke it on the river and yeah. dude, that overall whole setup was so light compared to what I was used to. And like, you know, it's nice because, you know, you ever notice that sometimes when you're fishing and you've been like, say, especially if you've been fishing a couple of days in a row, yeah. uh, when you're sitting there throwing and especially when you start to be like thrown like jigs and stuff like that, like the top of your shoulder were hurt, like right here. Yeah, like on your arm from where you just constantly kind of tent, almost like sort of tense. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there holding that rod, yeah. and you're just like, you know, when you buy that lighter equipment like that, that'll help alleviate some of the um, pain sometimes that you get when you've been fishing a lot. I mean, it's something that I started experiencing more this year was some elbow pain and 
um, that, you know, outer shoulder kind of pain from sitting there just constantly kind of sitting in the same spot, you know, it's kind of, I think the issue you see some people who work on computers and their right side upper back will hurt from where they're, they're constantly using a mouse. Like my wife experiences (laughs) that sometimes and I laugh at her. You're, you're creeping up on 50 though, aren't you? Uh, I'm 40. So yeah, (laughs) I mean, you'll see dude. One day you're going to wake up, especially because you work like I do and you work on your feet and, you know, here soon. How old are you now? 33, 32? I'm 29, man. You're 29? No, No, you're not. (laughs) How old are you? See? And yeah, here in the next couple of years, dude, your body's going to go through some changes. You're going to start losing hair (laughs) in weird places. And and, uh, yeah, things are going to start to hurt. So Especially Dude, if you continue hurt. to do, yeah, and especially it's going to get worse because you work like you know you work standing up all day, you and it it takes its toll. But so, what else you got about that combo that you like? Um, the break, like I said, that's cool and unique. Uh, I'm excited to learn more about it. Uh, that reel comes apart real easy. Uh, mm-hmm. You can pull out the spool. You you just. You push a pin on the back, you open up the plate, and the spool slides right out. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just blown away at how lightweight that combo is. That's, I mean, that's all I have to say about it. I'm excited yeah. to use it, man. Heck yeah, I'm real excited. Yeah, it's gonna be a little. This is a weird episode for a lot of people or just in general for you and I, cause we haven't, the stuff we're talking about today, we have not technically really used, um, you know, we're here in Ohio and it's gotten cold and neither Brad nor, Brad nor I have dry suits yet. So we haven't been out on the water for quite some time. So we haven't been able to really properly test anything <laughs> recently. Dude, so I don't have a dry suit. I don't have any cold water gear and I don't have a kayak right now. Yeah, that's true. So. I'm going wah, nuts. Wah, wah. <laughs> no, I was I was gonna uh, shout out Patrick Pooty Thorpe because he commented on my post when I posted this, and he said that is a dope rod. So yeah, uh, he it also is. said the real seats. He he likes the real seats and the their blanks are solid on that tatular rod. So yeah. sensitive and durable, and you uh, you can put them through the ab- abuse. So that's always good. Kayak fishermen or uh, hard on our gear. What was the overall cost of of that setup? Oh yeah. So th- the reel is ninety nine ninety nine uh, before tax. Uh, I bought the floor model because they didn't have anything else, so I got an extra twenty percent off. Knocked off of that, so I think I paid seventy two, maybe I don't know something yeah. like that. Seventy seventy two, seventy seventy two for the reel, and then the rod was. One forty nine ninety nine before tax. So, all that put together was, you know, Just roughly two fifteen or so. Two, yeah, two twenty, two thirty, I guess. But then yeah. you take the extra twenty five percent off the store was doing for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. I I got it bumped all the way down to like one ninety one or something like that. After Heck yeah. Said, uh, so is it uh, most your your most expensive setup so far? It's not my most expensive setup, but it's more expensive than what I usually spend. But I still got it yeah. cheaper 
than what I usually spend on a comic. Right. So, I, Heck. I feel like I did pretty well with that. Yeah, this is a this is a good time of year um, to buy rods and reels, um, mm-hmm. not just because of their sales, but a lot of these sales aren't really necessarily just tied into Black Friday. Like the rods that I bought, you know, those are $300 a piece, right? I got them for $150. Yeah. And then I'm like, why are these things so cheap, right? So I jumped on Fenwick's website and realized that they're redesigning the rod. So the yeah. rod's a completely different color next year. So I'm like, that's why it's so cheap. And not only is it just, it's the end of the year and they're trying to get rid of this stuff because they need to make room for, uh, the new redesign. So they've got, it's it's, same called the same thing. World class. I don't know what is really necessarily different because when you look at the specs, everything kind of looks the same. Um, it just looks like it's, it's a different color for sure. They're silver now, not, not black. So, yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, uh, those companies that do that, they, they always discontinue those models and then remake new ones for the next year. Kind of like yeah. how a fish finder, you know, they, they discontinue models after a few years and then come out with something new. So the that fish finder model that I bought this year, the Garmin 93 SV, 73 SV, sorry, they discontinued that this year. So they're coming out with something new next year. So that's, that's why cool. they do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, cause I don't even know that they make my fish finder anymore. Um, I don't think they make the Garmin, uh, striker seven side view. I think it's I either like the seven, three or the plus like that stuff now, but I don't yeah. think they're doing what I have now. Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing the striker seven anywhere in stores other. Well, I saw the striker nine, but it didn't have side view or maybe it has side view, but didn't have lake maps. Yeah. But it is, it is what it is. That's how companies stay afloat and make their money. Yeah. So, uh, what about that? Uh, anything else in the the rod and reel game, or you want to jump over that new uh, Plano box that everybody is raving about? Uh, yeah, we we could talk about the Plano box a little bit. Uh, All right, I, let's hear it. It looks nice. He says a thirty dollar box, though, right? Yeah. Uh, they're all back ordered right now on all these websites. I think I checked Fish USA and Why didn't you buy me one? <laughs> I don't I'm sorry. I, I should have asked everybody. But yeah, Fish USA Fish Jeez. USA, uh fishing online, they were all back ordered. I so I went to Amazon and checked it out. And it was actually like three bucks cheaper on Amazon. Plus we have Prime, so free shipping. So I just like screw it. Um yeah, it's usually a twenty nine ninety nine dollar box. Uh, shout out to Scott Butcher though, because without his post, I wouldn't have seen that thing. Yeah, you know, it, I know it was. Uh, I heard it was uh, mentioned at ICAST last year, but you know, I, I never, I never keep up to date on all the products. There's just too much stuff, you know. Yeah. So when when I saw his post, I was like, holy crap, a jig box. That's freaking sweet. Well, and not only that, like what you just said kind of points out something I noticed. Like during ICAST, what gained a lot of attention for kayak anglers this year were the kayaks themselves with the yeah. the release of the information on the 360 and then Jackson's new um, prototype yeah, boats. Yeah, uh, no. Well, yeah, that. But I think really when we look at it, though, 
that oh, kind yeah. of moved on real quick, but everybody got real excited to see the U pick and the Kilroy yeah. HD. And they, they uh, just the released FD. the specs. They just released the specs on the U pick today, didn't they? Uh, I don't yesterday? know. I think they might, you might have been able to see them on Jackson's website. I'm not 100% sure, but um, okay. I don't pay attention that much whether it's been released or not. But because I think I had the information for the the HD a few months ago. Okay. The, the new Killer HD. Because I really like both those boats. I, I, at first, I thought I was really into the Kilroy HD for a river boat, but yeah. man, that thing is heavy. And but the U pick is heavy too. That U pick is really close, I think, in weight to what my Kusa HD is now. But I really like how open it pounds? is. Eighty four without the seat. So you're probably looking that's, in the. 90. That's actually pretty light, though. No, I yeah yeah. I'm not. I what I kind of mean is like really because I'm kind of in a thinking like you do in regards to trying to get something a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um. You and I have been carrying our kayaks do some <laughs> stupid things man and it gets old trying to climb up those hills like you know and or wearing stupid shoes for it and yeah Flip i mean I, I yeah yeah <laughs> dude i i must have slipped and fallen carrying people's boats and every time it wasn't my own boat so it was you somebody remember, else's boat you remember the first time me and you fished together yeah i think we we're carrying my boat and you just slipped down the hill yeah just I ate. looked back and you were just laying on your back. I was like, you all right, dude? <laughs> and I usually wear like much better footwear than you guys do. You guys are wearing flip-flops all the time. But that's because yeah, I, bought those, I bought those stupid Sims and Truder boots, which I love them. But they have the felt in, like inner oh, sole. Man. And so as soon as you get dirt and mud on those things, they turn into like little ice cubes, basically, dude. It's crazy. Yep. I had waders <laughs> like that before. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I thought it wouldn't be that, as bad because it's got lugs on the outside of it, but ended up being they're still pretty gnarly when it gets mud on them. So people actually say that those are bad for carrying invasive species from different bodies of water. You ever heard that? Uh, probably. Uh, I would see the felt is kind of it doesn't clean off well. Yeah. Um, lugs tend to clean a little bit better, but it's I think it's just wading boots in general. You should always wash wash yeah. your gear um your waders and your boots before you go to um another body water you should actually technically do that even with a kayak because you think about the film that you pick up around on your water line on your kayak Dude, so i'm so bad about that though man that, yeah. it's just like i don't want to take the time to clean it because i'm just like i'm gonna get it dirty again I wish they would put, I wish they would put like fresh water stations kind of like, I mean, I know some places do, um, some, you know, parks, boat ramps, they'll have like a place where you can wash your boat off of, you know, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's a good practice. It's, it's a hard one to get everybody to do because do you, if you're somebody who fishes like, you know, a couple times a week, you really want to wash your boat every single time you know because you're usually pushing that envelope in time right you're like honey i'll be home i'll be i'll be back you know and then you're like you stay out as late as possible so when you get back you just cram everything in the garage and run inside you know so i do um, the same thing yeah so but (laughs) talk about that box i'm sorry we got off off topic about to say how how did we uh get off topic (laughs) no 
so that jig box, like I said, I saw Scott Butcher post it, and I was like, I gotta have me one. Well, first, let's back up. Black, another Black Friday sale, Jigmaster Jigs. Oh yeah. I bought, I bought like fifty dollars worth of jigs from them. Oh, nice. Well, actually, it's probably more than that, but I got it for like thirty nine ninety nine plus using our PNF twenty code, got free shipping, so. I ended up getting like 20 jigs, I think. Yeah. And it, like, I was like, I need somewhere to put these because I hate putting those in like the regular Plano boxes, you know? Oh, yeah. I had, before that, I had a few of his, uh, Jigmaster jigs. I had some chatter baits, some spinner baits, and all that stuff. It was all crammed into this Plano 3600 box with like a few compartments, and it was a mess. I couldn't even tell what color I was picking out, and it's. So when I saw that box, I was like, I got to have that. That is the perfect uh, organization storage for a jig I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I, I when it comes to organization, I have some major OCD, I think. So when I saw it's that, not, I was like, yeah. Don't take it as OCD because I'm not organized fishing-wise, and it drives me bonkers. So, <laughs> Oh, I'm organized even at home. So, um, so tell me a little bit about the box. Uh, the box, so the the uh, the lid opens with a uh, one handle. The whole edge, I, I'm guessing that's where the name comes from. The whole the whole edge is one handle. You can open it with one hand, close it with one hand. It's just like one fluid motion. Um, the lid is completely transparent. You can see through it. It's not like that frosted, you know, white typical tackle box color so that's another big reason why i like it you can see what you're looking for before even even opening the box so if you have multiple boxes you can look at it nope that's not it pick up the other one oh there it is perfect open it up grab it um so i have flipping jigs in there i have football jigs i have swimming jigs chatter baits and I believe that's it. I haven't tried any other jigs yet. But the the number one problem I keep hearing a lot of guys say about this box is that it doesn't hold their jackhammers. Yeah. Be- because I guess the head on the jackhammer is too small and too skinny around the neck to fit down in the sl- uh, slot. So it's, it's loose? Yeah. So it, it won't stay in its spot. So I, I, I don't throw jackhammers, so I don't know. Yeah, but I'm gonna take somebody somebody else's word for it because they they said that's the reason why they don't like it. But I throw Project Z chatter baits. I don't want to waste the money on the jackhammer. <laughs> I wonder if you could just add something to that little spot that where it holds in, and that would. I'm sure would you could. Like just a little sleeve that, like say a little piece of plastic tubing, and uh-huh. like take an exact knife and cut down the side of one side of it where you can just fit it over. Yeah that spot and just make it a little wider, but I, or, who knows? Or where the, the plastic, the plastic uh, pegs mm-hmm. kind of li- line it with like some foam, maybe somehow yeah. only in the spots where you're going to be th- putting your ha- uh, jackhammers. That's yeah. just a thought I had, but um, 70 different slots right there. Uh, you cannot put football jigs next to each other in each slot. You have to go every other slot with football jigs. Yeah. So that kind of that kind of sucks, but it's not a deal breaker for me because I'm 
I, I'm not going to keep 70 jigs anyway. You know what I mean? What if you did this, Brad? Instead of keeping the football jigs in line, you did. Sorry for chewing gum, dude. <laughs> Every I other? Did, um, I just stopped dipping. So I'm chewing Nicorette oh. like crazy. So uh, if I'm chewing, I'm not, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to mute. So I just noticed I was doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. So go by your color and your weight. And so yeah. if you have like a flipping jig and a football jig and they both are like half ounce, like put those next to each other. And then maybe you could fit more uh, because then you'll just have the flipping head design next to the football head and then a flipping head and then a, a football jig. I don't know if you bought... That's- if you bought like kind of like the same colors, but you bought like a, a yeah. three eighths ounce and a flipping and a three eighths ounce and a football in the same color. I kind of did that. So, yeah, that's a good idea. That's real good. I didn't think about that. You also could like, I could see it working very well. Football jig, swim jig, football jig, swim jig. And then you filling up all those spots like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that box is, Awesome. I, I fit my Project Z chatterbaits in there. Uh, it, it's cool how they lay in there. You can put those every slot. You can put those, uh, like the blades don't get in the way. They just lay. You can kind of move them around and everything. Yeah. If, I'm trying to remember how many jigs I have in that box right now. I think I probably have close to t- 25 or 30, and I still have room. That's cool. And that's that's football jigs, flipping jigs, swim jigs, and chatterbaits, like I said. So I was looking at the picture that you posted just a minute ago. Yeah. Are those like some kind of weird like slide-on covers that are on your chatterbait blades? Um. Or is that just the angle of the light? Because it almost, they look yellow like the box. And so like I'm sitting here looking at it and it looks like some sort of cover, I thought. I got to look at it too because I'm kind of curious what you're looking at here. All right. Yeah, on your picture, it just looked like literally it looked like a little clip on piece of plastic on the blades, but I think it's just a reflection of the post. Yeah, that's just a reflection. Okay. Some of those so some of those blades are black and some of them are gold. Okay. That's what it is. It's the gold blades and the gold blades look like they're the same color as the yellow post. Yeah. And I thought it was something <laughs> that I thought it was something that helped keep those like in place or something when I was looking oh, at the picture because yeah. I was trying to figure it out because I was looking at some of the other pictures that people posted and I'm like I don't I don't see it in these pictures <laughs> but I see it in Brad's picture and so it's because I'm a bad photographer yeah <laughs> no it's not that it's just it's that color will play off of that that shiny surface like that it probably wouldn't have mattered what angle you took that picture at it was going to do that because it's a shiny blade right next to that yellow so yeah and with it so, being gold it's just going to accent it more yeah i know what you mean so looking at this picture i do remember something else i was going to say so those weed guard weed guards on the the jigmaster jigs mm-hmm. you shut that lid oh back up uh, a couple guys have said they that they worry about them coming loose inside the box. The so, weed guard? Oh, just the jig in general. Oh, yeah. So, uh, these, if you watch our YouTube video I did last week, I flip this box upside down and I shake it as hard as I can. Those jigs do not move. And the reason is because these weed guards on the Jigmaster jigs are uh, angled upward. So when you shut that lid, the uh, weed guard actually pushes... And like, you know, kind of has tension up against the top of the lid there. 
Yeah. So it, that kind of holds them in place. So when I shook that as hard as I could, they were not moving. My chatter baits weren't even moving actually, and they don't even have a weed guard. Yeah. So that that's another cool cool feature. Now, big on that note. See, I trim my weed guards down all the time. So yeah, I usually like every jig that I get out, I tend to trim the the weed guard just to where it's kind of just above the tip of the hook uh, yeah. of the of the uh, the point. So that's I've been doing that for years. Um, I don't know you that I'll still ever be good though. Yeah, um, it probably won't even touch at that point because those weed guards are fairly on the longer side you know a decent length that i'm cutting off of them usually i think it's almost yeah. like half an inch at least but oh, um your, you your weed guards will, yeah your weed guards will still push down they push down uh, quite a bit when you close the lid do you think that'll mess up the weed guards in the long run say if was, they're stored was, for an extended period of time i was thinking about it but i don't know you know i mean it's a it's a jig so i mean they're replaceable i mean they're not super expensive yeah i don't know you want a fish or die sticker heck yeah where'd you get those from rogue our next discussion Ooh, nice yeah anything else you want to add about the box yeah so this box has a uh a new feature called a water wick inside of it is like uh well it's a per- perforated little like chamber inside the box and it has uh holes for it to breathe but inside this little box is a packet i think it's filled with whatever that i don't know what those things are you know like the silicon gel packets it reminds me of Mm -hmm. but i don't don't know what it is exactly in the packet but it says that helps if there's moisture ever get in the box it helps absorb that moisture and to keep all your stuff from rusting so If that ever does happen and you do get moisture on that packet, they tell you to throw it in an oven for an hour at 250 degrees to recharge it. So I thought that was cool. I, I don't know if it's going to be like useful or not, but we'll see. Yeah, I guess. And then the last thing I was going to mention here, th- this this box is waterproof also. It has that rubber o- O-ring all the way around. Uh but the last thing I was going to mention here is that the posts, they come in the uh, the column, or not the columns, the rows all the way down. Yeah. Those are all adjustable, and you have different slots to adjust in between rows. So if you have like a bigger jig than, uh, like, like if you have a big football jig that's like three inches long or something, you know, and a yeah. small flipping jig or like a bitsy bug or something that's a lot smaller, you can move those rows closer together for your bitsy bugs. And then the second row, you can make a little wider in between the second and third row. So that, that box is completely adjustable to however you want to use it. Very cool. Yeah, it, it is cool. I'm kind of worried about some of these pegs breaking off eventually though. Yeah. Are they I kind mean, of flimsy? No, they're, they're hard plastic. I just feel like if I pull one out too quickly or something, I might break one eventually. Yeah, but I know you can probably buy those those rows like replacement rows. I'm sure of it. Yeah. So other other than that, dude, that box, I, I for the first night I got it, I loaded my jigs in it. I looked at it. I'm like, ah, sigh of relief. It made, <laughs> I'm I'm it made I'm, me happy. <laughs> I gotta go find one. I'm about to run the field and stream. 
and see if they have any in, in the shop. So Field of Stream does have some, but they didn't have the jig box. They had the crankbait box. Oh. And that's going to be my next purchase, though, because that crankbait box looks sweet. The pegs in that thing are rubber. They're like little mm-hmm. tentacles. And you stick your crankbait down in there, and it's supposed to keep your hooks from tangling with each other. Yeah. And I've seen other guys post, and they're putting a ton of crankbaits in there, and your hooks aren't just excuse me, jostling around and hooking on other hooks of other baits. So there would be no need for those little covers that you can buy for your, your, your hooks for your like crankbait hooks and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. You know you what would. I'm talking about? Yeah. You wouldn't need them with that. Yeah. So I think that's gonna be my next purchase. Cause that box looks amazing. And they come with different. I mean, there's, there's different sizes, I think. And there's different boxes. Uh, there, I think there's a couple more boxes out there that I don't know what they are yet, but I'm going to look into them, check them out, because I might make the switch to these boxes. They're that cool. Yeah. Very cool, man. Yep. So what's the uh, the width difference in besides that jig box versus like a 3700? So that jig box is actually the same size as my other Plano boxes I have. All right, cool. Because it looks... When you look at that looks picture, huge. it looks huge, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had uh, guys in the kayak bass fishing group, uh, they were they were asking. They were like, man, that thing looks big. I'm like, same size as my other Planos, man. I took out my old jig box, the old Plano, uh, filled this jig box, put it back in my book bag, and it was like the same, you know, like I didn't lose gain any, lose any space or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Held them right up next to each other. They look basically identical without the rounded corners. Yeah. So it's it, it's it's pretty much the same size. Heck yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that makes me that that thing <laughs> is cool. <Yeah. laughs> it I does see. have a space where you can label also on the handle. You can label. I don't know if it's like a dry erase little name tag or not, but. Yeah, you can definitely write whatever you want to write on that. How are you organizing like your weight and stuff like that? Or did you just do it by colors and by um, style, the style of the head? Uh, so I did it uh, style of the head and color uh, in this picture. I started with my uh, black and blues because that's what I like to use the most. Uh, I got all my football uh my football jigs uh first and second row and then i think my third row i have a couple football jigs and that's where my uh flipping jigs are and my swim jigs and then i skipped a row and put my chatter baits on the very bottom just so like the skirts from the other baits won't get tangled with my blades yeah so that is cool man well you get that box man I will. I'm definitely. Um, let's jump over this rogue stuff that I got. So um, I, w- I was going to have Mark on tonight because we were kind of running an issue of what we wanted to talk about. But I kind of figured we could talk about the stuff we just kind of recently got. And then like maybe some stuff that we're kind of looking forward to next year that should be coming out here shortly. And, um, so I'll go kind of do the unboxing of the items I got from rogue fishing. Uh, for you, for people who aren't familiar with uh, rogue fishing LLC, I think it's LLC in it. No company. Sorry. 
Um, they make tethers, um, fishing tether type stuff. Uh, they have several different products. Um, everything from three or four different sizes of just kind of standard tool tethers. Um, they have a phone tether. I don't know if you remember rogue is one of the ones that has that rubber kind of net style that kind of pulls over the corners of your phone. And that was important for me because I know you guys were using the, the card style ones where you snap in your case, but I have a life proof case on my phone. So I wanted to try to keep it. Well, no, it's not that. It's just that I've dropped my phone in the water. Um, I've never lost a phone in the water, but I've dropped it in shallow water several times. And um, the first time I had a life-proof case, but the hatch had broken on it. So it fried the battery when it got in the water. And then the second time was this phone, and I dropped it. uh, And one of the last times I actually had been out fishing, and I dropped it in the water after filming a little uh, slow motion release of a little smallmouth bass and <laughs> literally the instant I shut the camera off it slipped out of my hand right in the water but it was right there but he released so, the phone and the fish and the fish yep <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, the fish case is like that's what you get for stabbing yeah. me in the mouth the case works phone's fine but I just wanted to make sure I kept it waterproof so I got that style yeah. of holder and I just kind of I've just picked something I didn't really kind of research anything I just I heard of rogue and, um, I jumped on their site and they had these package deals where you could buy, like, they had several different ones. One was like the essentials. There was another one, like a starter pack. And then there was kind of like a more kind of higher end one. And it kind of came with like yeah. twos of everything, but, um, we'll kind of go over what I got here. So, um, Sweet. I think it's got five items if I remember correctly, but they're all pretty cool. And one of them you're going to love. Cause you, I think you liked did you like that strap setup that I had put on the front of the Kusa? The way I can drag the boat? Yeah, that was cool. So check this out. Oh, it's not like you it's not like for dragging. It was more for keeping hold of me or keeping hold of the kayak while I was wade fishing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean it works to drag, but the way I had set up it had a it had a belt, right? Yeah, that was sweet. And I didn't utilize that belt very often just because I'm not I'm not 100% comfortable with having that boat strapped to me when we're around fairly quick water, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, if you think about it, you get that boat, it weighs 100 pounds, you get, what, 50, 60 pounds worth of gear probably in it, and you're pushing real close to your own body weight, yeah. so if you're not careful, you could probably get yanked off your feet, but here is something, I do drag that boat, though, so it's a lot of times what I'll do is I'll go to places that I'm familiar with wade fishing, and I will, I will drag the boat back to the truck sometimes, or like yeah. I'll wade with it back upstream. So it's hard to actually pull that boat. The, the bungee kind of thing that I have that, um, has a big, like, like kind of heavy duty carabiner that clipped to the front handle of the Kusa. Um, and then it has a belt. Well, the belt thing is kind of hard to pull with. So they have this at rogue. Check it out. Oh Yeah. It's a sh- handle strap. So I can just feed that through dude on the other end of that, uh, on the actual bungee part or the, yeah. um, and it'll lengthen it by two feet, which was something I griped about kind of because when I would kind of have to drag the boat and through shallow water or whatever, it would hit the back of my, my heels a lot of times. Yeah. So that should help eliminate it and make pulling it a lot easier. So I was really stoked for that. 
Um, I'll kind of, I'll take out the uh, phone tether next because the other things are just various size tethers. So, this, yeah, you're gonna have to I'm let like, me know uh, that that phone uh, that phone tether case that you have that wraps around the corners. Uh, here it is. Now these things are really nice. I got it in rust color, so it's kind of like a a dark burnt orange on black. Yeah. So here's the the phone thing, right? No clip yeah. on. Does it screw into the back there? No. So that's oh, just that? kind of that is this oh, okay. is where it ties on, but this actually stretches. It's it's rubber and you pull it around the corners of your phone. That's kind of like you know what I'm saying? So then it yeah. grips all the corners. Um, so like I said, only I got that because of use the style case I had. I wanted to keep it as waterproof as possible. So yeah, that that's cool, dude. I like that. I bet that works uh, out pretty pretty well. So I got um very this one, I am not 100% sure, to be honest with you. I, I'm, we have an interview set up with Mark coming up soon. Uh-huh. Mark uh, Drury from Rogue. He's the owner. And uh, so I'm going to be interested in asking him what this strap is for. I can't um, see uh, it. What is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just is, te- uh, for tether tethering something, it looks like. Yeah, I'm it just has not a belt, really. belt buckle? Yeah. Oh. That looks cool. Yeah, so I'm was this really sure. was this something you ordered, or was it like a box that it all came in that you just bought? It, it was sort of like a package, yeah. So I got all this stuff for like fifty something bucks. Okay. So pretty good deal. It was like I think it saved on average two to three dollars on each item. Yeah. So uh, it saved like probably overall probably. 12 bucks i think total if i was to buy each one individually so i i don't have you know i've got we got our new catch boards i didn't have a tether for it i needed a phone tether still um i was thinking about there's something else i wanted to tether. i was kind of wanting to get oh i know what this is i think this is the paddle leash hey the thing with the uh, strap is i think for my paddle oh yeah makes sense so um, but, and so I just, you know, I was like, yeah, there's some stuff I'd like to get tethered down. So, um, you know, it's, I've always kind of been weary about it cause you hear a lot of horror stories when the more cordage you add to your kayak, the unsafer it kind of gets. So, yeah. but I do carry a, uh, <clears throat> a co-pilot knife from NRS on the vest. So, and, uh, so we'll see, but I, I don't think yeah, I'll ever just... tether my paddle though. Um, it's actually kind of nice to have just in case you drop it you can kind of ex- access it you know pull it in back in real quick so if, if i drop I, it in i'm just gonna jump in and get it <laughs> well most most paddles nowadays float i think yeah. i know mine does um, mine does but i don't know uh, i i have um a tether that i've been using for my my buddy dylan gave it to me and I've used it for quite some time. So, um, sometimes I utilize it. Sometimes I don't. So, but it doesn't, I got used to it at first. I couldn't stand it, but 
now it's like so you know sometimes when you're fishing and you throw your uh, paddle down on your lap and yeah. especially on a windy day how it'll start kind of shifting it around depending on you know what direction your blades are pointing and i've had my paddle like kind of slide off of my lap and fall into the water and it's just nice when it's tethered there you're not freaking out trying to grab it you know so 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 what i do when i uh, put my paddle down is I use my roto grip one side and I'll put, I'll keep it angled across the uh, cockpit there. I'll just, I'll just throw it in there. I, I never, I never keep my paddle on my lap because I cannot fish with it in my lap. <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I, I do like how you do that. Um, because we talked about it before when you have a roto grip on each gear track on, on the left and right side, yeah. um, it works great if you're not like close to the shoreline, but as soon as you get to shoreline, it likes to, your paddle obviously will bump into stuff and yeah, that kind of makes it a pain, but it's kind of weird though. Not all boats are shaped like yours is. So what I've seen people have to do is add a couple Yak like extensions and stuff to it to yep. make the, uh, the end that's on your gear track sit up higher. So then that way, cause if it, if you've got, uh, a downward angle going from the front of your boat where you're you've got your um paddle slid up underneath the uh the rubber holder or whatever you're utilizing bungee or whatever and you've got it if it's lower it tends to kind of want to pop the paddle out of the grip so it's yeah. kind of a good idea to make it level or higher than what that um Yep. that holder up front is so uh for those of you looking to do that just keep that in mind because i've seen uh i can't remember i read it somewhere maybe jackson somebody was like yeah just add you know like a i think it's a dog bone they call it a dog bone extension yeah. and a ball and and then it made it a lot easier so but yeah overall i really like the stuff um it's going to be interesting to ask Mark about, you know, they put this stuff together, they have it assembled off site or what, and kind of what everything is utilized for. And, you know, it'll be Get a, a little backstory on the uh, rogue uh, company. Yeah. That's, that's always cool. I like hearing the, their stories, how they started and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, so I think, you know, I'm not hundred percent sure how any of this stuff technically works what do you do so here's a clip the clip is gonna what strap on my vest yeah and then this will go what feed it through on this that little ring yep so what do you do just kind of feed it through on the ring like this and then cinch it down or what Let's see um let's put it together you, right you could probably put put that uh put that other end through the ring and then like pull the other part through the hole you know what i mean what's this ring for you see it it's a key ring uh, i have no idea <coughs> probably i don't know so take this this loop right feed it through that yep and then Trying to see it. Right. Yeah, that's how I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on your phone. I want to see it. All right. Uh, that looks cool. I, I might have to switch over to that. 
uh, tether. I like how it fits around all the corners like that. It's a good idea. Because my we'll phone, see. my phone right here, I got that card. Card, like you said, this this always sticks out of the bottom because I'm too lazy to take the card out. <laughs> if, if if I take it out, I'll forget to put it back in when next time I go down the river. So, yeah, is it how how hard is it to stretch? It's not hard, but it seems a little sketchy. Just like it doesn't want to hold on the bottom corners very well. Uh, I'm I'm sure it'll be fine. One side seems to be solid, and the other side isn't. But let me make an adjustment and see if I can. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm interested in seeing this. All right, so here's the front view. You see how it's wrapped around the corners? Yeah. Here's a back view. That's cool. The, what I was kind of worried about is on the top, you can see the top's got it pretty good. Yeah. But the bottom is where I'm kind of, uh, hold on, a little weary about right there. Uh, maybe if, if you center center that back thing a little bit more, it, very middle of the phone, I don't know if it is or not. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to go much more center than that. And I need to check to see if it's interfering with my camera. Oh, yeah. Well, not on that mode. It's not not on standard picture. I didn't so think about that, like the back, the back camera. Yeah, see how. So you got the lenses and flash right here. Yeah. And then right there, that bottom is what I was kind of worried about. But I'm not sure what. Oh, what is that? What is that no part idea. of the camera? I have no idea. I don't know what that is because the lens is the top and you got your flash on the other side. So I don't know. It doesn't, I don't see anything that it's kind of interfering with, but. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested in hearing you talk about that after you use it a few times. Yeah, so I got an interview with Mark coming up. I'm, I planned on doing it. Do you want to do that uh, episode with me? It's up yeah, to you. Um, I, we're going to record Monday. Okay. Uh, uh, that won't air until... Yeah, it's not going to air until after after our break. But Okay. And then I, can... I also have other plans, too. I'm not, I'm not going to say them right now, but when we're off, off record here. Okay. You have to tell me afterwards. Share some super, ideas. Super secret. <laughs> Not giving any hints away. We're coming uh, 2020 with a big bang. So, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it's time to get some tethers before I, especially with the new catch board. So, yeah. Yep. But other than that, man, that's about all I got. Same here. All right. Well, thank you everybody for a wonderful year. Um, I want to I want to take a a chance also to thank Brian and Jay and Jason for um, kind of coming up with the ideas to extend this out further um, and giving me and guys like Brad and Sam and Dustin and every Susie everybody else Ryan. You know, um, it's been a pleasure, Dan. Um, even, you know, with Justin, everybody, it's been awesome working with everybody this year so far. Um, I've had a lot of fun doing this 
and I'm really, really excited to see where we go from here. Um, I know we we all have a lot of big plans. We're trying to come up with new equipment, new ideas to enhance the quality of our podcast and our videos and everything like that. So, you know, but it's been a lot of fun and we want to just take a second to thank all of our listeners for all the support. Um, I know that we get on there and we do a lot of posting and there's a lot of some people that, um, you know, may get bothered by it, but we're really not trying to bother anybody and like over promote ourselves. But what we're trying to do is just increase the quality of this. The more merch that we can sell, we're not making money from this by any means. You know, this is strictly we're all doing this right, Brad, because we love kayak fishing. We love talking yeah. about it. We're obsessed about it, just like everybody else is. So um, this isn't a job for us. None of us have had to quit, got to quit our day jobs yet. You know, <laughs> in fact, it's actually kind of it, sometimes it makes it harder, you know, because we're sitting there trying to put fit these um, podcasts in on our home lives. And some of us have kids. Some of us don't. But we're all busy people. And we do this just for the love of the support you know, of the sport itself. So, you know, um, just, you know, bear with us. And, you know, like I said, we're not trying to step on any toes or anything to that nature. We just, we're having fun with what we're doing and, you know, uh, but you know, just keep supporting PNF and we'll keep pumping out the content and keep trying to make it better and better each time. So, um, but yeah, thanks to Brian for the opportunity to be a part of this this year. And it's, it's been a lot of fun. So, and uh, but we'd also just want to tell everybody to have a, a wonderful holiday season. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to everybody and stay safe. And I hope that everybody gets some seriously awesome fishing gear. And <laughs> if you want to share some of what you guys got, feel free to hit us up on our episode post. You know, hey, um, you could also tag us in your face or in Instagram post. And uh, yeah, you, you do that. and We'll share it on the paddle and fin instagram page yeah That'd be cool. anything else you want to add brad no dude couldn't have said it better myself that was good but yep You're thank you everybody <laughs> well <laughs> you know i just i we've kind of gotten a little bit of uh you know abrasive people lately kind of you know i saw with you and i kind of had a little bit of an issue recently and it's just you know i think sometimes people think that we have uh, different intentions in mind with this podcast and I just kind of wanted to clear that up for a second. I'm not trying to call anybody out or anything weird like that. I just want people to know that we care about our listeners and we care about the community in general and we're not here to, you know, stir anything up or anything like that. We just, we're just having fun with what we're doing and we have, we have sponsors who support us and we support them and, you know, we're not trying to overload any anybody with it. And it's just sometimes we and this I've seen it happen through other companies, you know, like it something gets shared too many times, you know, or whatever. Yeah. So everybody's seen it through their feed. And we're not intentionally trying to do that by any means. We just we're all at work sometimes and it's real quick for us to go, I'm gonna share that real quick and not look at the exact post and realize it's been shared ten times. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's it's by accident half the time. So but just, uh, you know, just thank you to everybody. Um, we love everybody and we love your support. So, yeah, and uh, with that, tight lines and smooth paddling. See ya.
Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, Finn. Just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors. Rocktown Adventures. For all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards, making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses for the next adventure out on the water. They float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish Mob Lures, my man Jay Randall, making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things, and if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos. You name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Tune in to West Marine's Life on the Water, presented by Costa Custom Boats, every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.